the Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. This is, in fact, the Paul Leslie Hour. Welcome to it. Thank you for tuning in. I consider it an honor to have your audience. Lightning strikes once, maybe twice, and that's what's happening on this episode. It's the return of Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck is a man you just have to love. As a singer, he's mega. It's a great honor. You can help the Paul Leslie Hour. Just go to thepaulleslie.com. Click on the button at the top that says support the show. It only takes a few seconds and makes a world of difference. And now, it's time for my telephone interview with Engelbert Humperdinck, where we talk about his new EP, Sentiments, and his first ever Christmas special. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, this is Paul Leslie calling for Engelbert. Yes, you're talking to him. How are you? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm great. How are you, sir? Good. I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Have we, we spoken before? We have indeed. We have indeed. Ah, okay. I never dreamed we would speak twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can probably tell, my heart is full being able to welcome this man. He has made a joyful noise with his voice. He is one of the premier singers in the world, a great performer and recording artist. We're welcoming back Engelbert Humperdinck. We're going to be talking about his latest EP, Sentiment, and also a very special event that's coming up, a Christmas special, the very first Engelbert Christmas special. That's going to be on December 12th at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and they can get that on loop. Engelbert, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Nice to talk to you, Paul. It's a pleasure. So I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about this sentiment EP because I've been enjoying it very much. How did you come up with that title for it? Well, i tell you why. Uh, sentiments, I always use that word because I, for, for the simple reason, uh, I always try to act as though I'm not as old as I am, you know. So when I was when I was about 25, my hair went went gray and I said I can't go into show business with gray hair and so I I started tying my hair you see so when the song the song came along you know with uh, with uh, Clint Eastwood in the in the in the movie The Mule what was it called now uh, Don't Let the Old Man In have you heard that song Oh yeah it's a great one Yeah that Don't Let the Old So those are my sentiments entirely <laughs> so I thought I kept that word in my head you know and so when I recorded on this album, I recorded "Forever Young," the Bob Dylan song. It's in keeping with my my statement of sentiments. <laughs> well, that was a song that I thought, "Wow, this is a very exciting to hear your take on a Bob Dylan song." And um, yeah, I was just wondering, Engelbert, how does one stay as relatively as possible young? Well. <laughs> I've been very fortunate, fortunate because I think I, my parents left me with good genes and I've never been to a Beverly Hills clinic to have anything done. <laughs> I've just grown on gracefully, but my skin is, is you know, it's unbelievable uh, for, for my age. And uh, I'm just, I'm just thankful for small mercies, you know? 
<laughs> I, I'm I'm very happy with it, and but I still color my hair, you know, just to to keep myself looking youthful. Because when I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror, I want to see a young man. I don't want to see gray hair. Gray denotes uh, age, and uh, it's okay on some people, but not in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you live out there in California. Have you ever met Bob Dylan? No, I haven't, actually. I haven't, but I'm a, I'm a fan of his music. One of the songs on, the, on there, it made me curious. I was listening to Smile, which yeah. has a, was written by Charlie Chaplin. I know. Yeah, and it's a great song, and you, you did it very well. I've been watching so many movies this year, Yeah, and uh, including some old ones. Engelbert, could you tell us perhaps one of your all-time favorite movies? My all-time. Well, I, I have to. I have to say it's. Uh, excuse me. It's. Uh, it's. It's. Uh, my. I've got a frog in my throat for some reason or the other. Paul, I'm sorry to tell you that, but I no have. Problem. I'm trying to think what what my favorite. One of my favorite. A Midnight Run, I think, is one of my favorite movies. Ah. You know that. You know the. You know the one with uh, Robert De Niro and. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I know uh, the one. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's one of my old-time favorites, yeah. Another thing on this album, I'm hoping you can tell us about this duet that you did. Yeah. Can't Help Falling in Love, a song a lot of people know as being done by many singers. Uh, from the Elvis. Elvis, Julio, a lot of people. But tell us about doing this duet. Well, I met Janet about three years ago, Janet Devlin, about three years ago when she she came to see my show in, in London, and I was appearing in Shaftesbury Avenue at, at a theater there. And uh, she came backstage, and we got acquainted, and I found out that we shared the same record company. And the, the, when the producer asked me if I would do a duet with Janet Devlin, I, I said, I know of her. I know that she was an X Factor contestant, and she did very well in it. And I love her voice. I think she's got a great voice. And so I said, okay, I'll be happy to do it, you know. So we we did it, um, you know, when she was over there and I was over here. And uh, we did it in that fashion. And it worked out well. And I, I premiered it last week on my YouTube channel. And I have to tell you, I watched it on my, my iPad with all the fans who who were coming in on my YouTube channel. They watched We watched it together and then they made their comments. And about 50 countries from around the world piped in and, and, and uh, got in touch with me saying that they really liked it. And, and uh, they could only see me. So they, they, they said, yo, you're looking good and this and that. You know, comments came from, from um, South, South America and from uh, South Africa and Australia and all over the world. You know, Chile and Arabia. And uh, I was amazed that so many countries were familiar with my music and it it's uh, it's so so flattering to know this. Well, it's 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 very very impressive your your incredible reach with your music. When you were on the last time, yeah. we got so many emails from people who listened in, and we got even a handwritten letter from somebody who was so touched. We closed the show on the radio with your version of "Over the Rainbow," and there were people saying. It brought tears to their eyes. So. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's a great song, and 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 the arrangement was done by a, a gentleman called Charlie Colella, 
who was uh, responsible for my After the Loving arrangement as well. And of course, he's a brilliant arranger, and I've done many, many albums with him. So I I must say I, I enjoyed singing that song with his arrangement. Well, we were just speaking about this duet with Janet. Yeah. And you have had the chance to do so many great duets. I've enjoyed them very much. But I'm wondering, is there anybody that you haven't done a duet with that you would one day dream to? Well, I don't know about that. You know, I think the kind of people that I did on my last my last duet album, uh, I have some very, very wonderful people, you know, like uh, people from the, the the guy from Kiss, you know, and uh, and uh, El- Elton and and I and I had um, the great Johnny Mathis and, and I had the great Willie Nelson, you know. So I I can't I can't say that I, you know, I've missed anybody out in the, uh, of any significance. I'm sure I'd love to do. If somebody asked me, some one of the greats asked me to do. Uh, I'd do it with them. I'd, I'd say, of course I would. I'd love to, because it's always an experience to work with a great performer, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping we can talk about the Christmas special. Yeah. And everybody is going to be able to, from no matter where they are, check this out. Yeah, it's it's, it's live stream. It's a looped, around, a looped around the world, isn't it? Live stream loop. That's what it's what is it called now. Loop live. Loop live. Loop Live, that's what it is, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to be good. We've had a rehearsal and and it's and and it's worked out pretty pretty good, you know. As a matter of fact, it's it's shot in my home in in Los Angeles, and my two sons, Bradley and 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 Jason, who are living with me at the moment, were responsible for making the a part of my house look like a Christmas, you know, Christmas occasion, and, and then a, and a, a studio. Of, to shoot to, to shoot this uh, special, and they did a great job. They did a job, and it's all family involved here. You know, my my daughter who and her daughter who are going to be here can't because of the lockdown in Los Angeles and the travel restrictions, etc. But um, they're going to be doing it remotely from Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, my granddaughter who's 12 years old will be doing a solo on it, and she's a brilliant singer. She's a brilliant singer. I mean, she did a duet on my duet album my last album and uh, she did a duet with me and she was nine years old. She's a kind of a Whitney Houston type of voice. You know, I have to say of that kind of her own style of Whitney, you know, and it was amazing. I mean, she's amazing. And she's going to be on the show along with my son, Bradley, who's going to sing a song with me. And um, it's a very homey situation. It's an hour long. It's my very first Christmas special. I'm excited about it. And I hope, uh, that uh, I've chosen the right material for this wonderful occasion. Well, we're all looking forward to this. Anybody can go to com, and there's a link there to the looped. And again, that's going to be on December the 12th from anywhere in the world. Engelbert, what does Christmas mean to you? Well, I think Christmas is for when you're a child, you remember it so well because of the, of the excitement of Santa Claus and all that business, you know, but, but today Christmas is, I miss Christmas. I miss being at home in England for Christmas because of the seasonal, the season, you know, because it's nice and it's sometimes it snows and sometimes, but the the weather is, is uh, 
Christmassy sort of thing over there. But in California, the sun is shining. <laughs> it's a little different, you know. But Christmas, we have our, our meal at about 3 o'clock, and then we open our presents on Christmas Day, and then uh, I do the cleaning up of the, all the papers, and they put it in a <laughs> paper bag and take it out and put it in the garbage can. And that's my job. But... Uh, it's a very wonderful occasion. It's a very, very wonderful time, very memorable because you go back to your childhood with that and you remember your parents and your, your family and they're growing up with it and, and the, the wonderful times you had in the past. You know, I was playing Smile before we, we came on the air here and yeah, I was thinking about how this last year, for some people, there have been some times where it was hard to smile. Oh, really? Yes, of course. Yeah. Engelbert, maybe you can tell us what what has always never failed to make you smile? Oh, that's a good question. I think niceness always makes me smile, you know. I love civility, and when people are nice to me, it kind of makes me smile all the time. That's what does it, civility, you know, because it costs nothing. And uh, people who are are nice to me, it makes me smile. That does happiness. Is there any Christmas song, if you can maybe give us a little bit of a sneak peek, any Christmas song that you're really, really itching to do on Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) I've never given it to, I haven't given that to anybody. (laughs) But uh, let me just think. All right. I'm going to give one away. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Blue Christmas. Because Elvis recorded this 60 years ago. And I, I've done it uh, uh, on my, I, I've recorded it and uh, I've given it a version and my version is not so blue. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something you could really do a two step to if you want to, you know, and uh, that's the kind of version I'm going to do. <laughs> I've given you something special. That's, <laughs> I appreciate that's, the, the, the lead there, the, yeah. the scoop as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to share this with you. The writer of the song, Can't Help Falling in Love, one of the writers, Luigi Creatore. Yeah, yeah. I had the opportunity, he has since passed away, but I had the opportunity to interview him in his home in Boca Raton. Oh, yeah? Yes, indeed. And you have been able to sing songs written by some of the most brilliant composers and lyricists in the world. Yeah. What do songwriters mean to Engelbert Humperdinck? What do the songwriters mean? What do they mean to you personally? Well, I've been, I've been a, a great deal. In fact, I want to tell you something that I've, I've befriended two writers and who who were very responsible, been very responsible for many hits in my career. Two names: Les Reed and Barry Mason, who wrote. For me, many big hits like Le Bicyclette, The Bell Size, and, and The Last Waltz, of course, which was played all over the world as the last, as the last song in dance halls. And, uh, you know, they've been just great, great songwriters, great team. They were a great team. And uh, they, must, they must have lived or, uh, or experienced so many different aspects of life to be able to create what they do so that we, we the artists, can portray their feelings in song and music, you know? It must be unbelievable. <laughs> in my, I'll be, on, I'll be honest with you, I, when I write my own songs, it, it comes from my personal experiences. 
it, uh, there's no way you can write without that. You can't just create something from out of the blue. Although there are, you know, there are writers who write books who create things from out of the blue. But I think with songwriters, it has to be something that is of an experience hmm. in life. Yeah. What inspires you when you write? Well, I think about I think about uh, situations in my own life. I think about what has transpired and. And I try to put it into my into into words and music. You know, a lot of songs that I, I I've written, I sort of based them upon my wife. You know, my my love, my love, and I, I base it on I base it on her. You know, that's how that's that's the only thing I can say. I I base it on the one I love. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful to hear. Anybody out there? They can go to Engelbert.com, and from there, there's a link of the Looped Live that's going to be on on Saturday, December the 12th. I highly recommend this EP, Sentiments. I always like to end the show. I let the guest take the stage. You have fans, no doubt, like last time. Yeah. Listening in from all over the world. What would you say to anybody who's joined in, who's listening to this broadcast? What would I say to them? Yes, sir. Totally open-ended. Be careful. Just be careful. Be careful. We're living in a very strange world right now. That's very true. Yeah. Well, Engelbert Humperdinck, it's been a great honor to speak to you yet again. I hope you know how much you mean to all of us. Thank you, sir. I appreciate those words. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Paul. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Till next time. Bapa doodly beep bapa dee da. Deep bumpy dee boo. Rapa tee canals a jib pop. Kira canals a gill upon the goodle. Pretty dee jig a mungle. But dee jig a hunger. A yang a second back in a gamble. E dagamogu. I got the ing a rock a tangle like a ball. A kick a gong. Oh. Goodbye.